Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. But we have a very, very special guest on this week's episode of Punt and Pass. This might be the most recurring guest host that we've had in the Lord six year of punt bats it's my best friend former georgia great clint bowling in the house clint thank you so much for joining me on this wednesday afternoon how are you brother good man just uh you know i'm excited to be back on i know it always happens when you're in a pinch you asked me about 20 <laughs> minutes ago i had to delay a driving range session trying to work out some driver kinks but okay overall i'm glad to help you bud Thank you, my man. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Clint is at Bowling 60 Don't even worry about that, though. He's not very active on the social media front. You can ch- chime in, though. See if he'll respond to you. Puntandpass.com, number one destination for all things college football. Why Clint Bowling? Well, obviously, he is a Georgia great. Four-year starter on the offensive line, probably at every position on the offensive line except center. He was a first-team All-SEC offensive guard. He's a fourth-round draft pick to the Cincinnati Bengals and had a storied eight-year career with the Cincinnati Bengals. Clint, we got a lot to touch on. Um, and first things first, one guy that has just been a complete lightning rod throughout his entire career at the University of Georgia, Stetson Bennett, continued to make some headlines over the weekend. I think I text you at like 8 a.m. on Sunday morning the link of Stetson getting popped for public intoxication in Dallas, Texas for the guy's 25 years old. He had a couple of pops. Um, What are your thoughts here on how this affects his draft status, why he chose not to go to the senior bowl, which we'll get into in just a second. um, And if really this will have any indication on what he does or doesn't do in the NFL. I, you know, I don't think it affects, you know, whether or not he gets drafted. NFL teams don't really, uh, they don't care about a lot besides winning and losing. Um, and the way that they spend their money and the guys that they draft, I think, shows that occasionally. Um, but, you know, ironically, when you sent it, I was like, I felt like it was a few days too late. You know, it was just, <laughs> I was waiting for him to, you know, it sounds like he's been enjoying himself after the national championship. Um but, you know, hopefully it's just a, a wake-up call. It's time to, all right, I need to get dialed in. I need to focus. Um, 
and, and kind of get back to it. I mean, you know, the guys in Texas training for the uh, for the combine and for the draft, you know, staying up till four, five, six a.m. whatever time it was doesn't really not really conducive to uh, to training and uh, yeah. getting your body ready. Uh, so hopefully it's a you know wake up call. You know, everybody's allowed to make mistakes. Uh, it's just how you battle back and what you how you respond from those mistakes, and that's going to be the the most telling thing. Absolutely. Coincidentally, it happened on the day in which all of the players who were attending the Senior Bowl were reporting in Mobile, Alabama, which is where the Senior Bowl is. So bad timing, bad look like, yes, of course. But to your point, NFL teams, do they really care about a public intox when somebody's 25 years old? He wasn't underage. He wasn't driving. Uh, he wasn't beating anybody up. Like the only illegal thing that he was doing was knocking on doors when he was trying to figure out where he was going. So he must have had a pretty good night. Will people ask him about it? Yes, of course. I think people will probably more so ask him around that same question is why did you decide to go party that night when you had the opportunity to be at the senior bowl? Again, the timing optics don't look that good. So the next question is, do you care that he's not at the senior bowl? What were your initial reactions when he said, Hey, I'm not going to go to the senior bowl this year. Well, I, you know, the senior bowl situation, I don't think has anything to do with it. You know, that's just, that's a choice for guys. Um, and they have to make the choice that they feel like is best for them. And Stetson didn't feel like him playing in there was, was, yeah. he says, you can go off my game tape. Um, and you know, the, the senior bowl is a, uh, it's a unique process. Um, just the, the, the way that it works. It's more about just getting in front of the teams, meeting the teams for the first time meeting a uh, offensive line coach or a QB coach for the first time. That's what it's all about. Um, you know, the, uh, after the first two days of practice, all those coaches and scouts, I mean, they're out of there. Yeah. They're gone. They don't care about the rest of the practices, the games. They just want to see, meet you and be in front of you for the first time. Um, so I don't think sitting that out to a, uh, you know, the worst thing in the world, but like you just said, what are you doing with your, uh, with your time if by not being there? And, uh, that's the biggest thing. Did you see the comments that Jim Nagy made uh, on a podcast? Jim Nagy is the executive director of the senior bowl. He's the guy who officially sends out the invitations to all the players. He's very active on social media as well. Um, he had some pretty choice words for Stetson. This came out yesterday. I think, I don't know if you saw these or not. I'm glad to describe them to you, but he essentially said, Hey, this is a bad look for Stetson Bennett. Uh, he also said there was never an official invitation, but they were in conversations with Stetson's representation. I don't even know who his football agent is right now at this point. Uh, but he was like, you know, Stetson had the opportunity to be down here in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, working with the coaching staff from the Chicago Bears, who have a very murky backup quarterback situation. And NFL teams want a reliable, dependable backup quarterback who's going to take care of business. It was just very self-righteous. I got kind of a weird feeling from it because because you could tell he felt slighted by Stetson Bennett essentially saying, I don't need the senior bowl. And he took the arrest, Clint, essentially as the way to say, uh, you should have been here. You just messed up. This is going to hurt your draft stock. I don't really put that much impotence into what Jim Nagy said. It sounded like a jealous ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, without having the quote in front of me, but the way that you just described it to send an official to not send it an official invite, but also say if he wanted to be here, he could yeah. like a pretty official invite. And if Stetson wanted to be at the senior bowl, there was going to be an official invite there. So like you just said, I think the guy is just trying to, to stick up for the senior bowl reputation, his reputation, 
and just to, to kind of try to generate a little bit, you know, goodwill towards the senior bowl. Um, so overall, um, you know, that guy's doing his job and trying yeah. to promote himself in the senior bowl. You know, Stetson's got his own things that he's trying to accomplish. So, you know, right or wrong, you know, being at the senior bowl had nothing to do with it, in my opinion. Okay, so you played in the Senior Bowl. Um, I did as well the year after you. Many could argue that punters and kickers have a much more physical Senior Bowl week than an offensive lineman does. Um, I would probably attest that that is, in fact, the case. But uh, how was your Senior Bowl week? What is that like? Do you remember who your coaching staff was? Ironically, we had the um, Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals oh, really? were in the, uh, the North. And the Bills were coaching the South team, which I obviously was on. Um, and, you know, like you said, like we talked about, I mean, it was the first time meeting NFL people, personnel, coaches, scouts, and getting my foot into that door and just seeing the way things operate and how you really are just a piece of absolute meat that they're analyzing. <laughs> are you a, a prime choice wagyu? What are you? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, you, you would go into this conference room and you'd be in your underwear and they would come in and say, Clint Bowling, 6'4", and 7'8", 309 pounds, and there I am in just my underwear, no shirt on, and walk right back off the stage. Um, like you said, it's just a unique experience. Um, the, the first two days are all that matters. You're there for, you know, a, a whole week. But after the first two days of the padded practices, all those scouts, everybody else is gone. Um, nobody cares about the game, who wins, who loses. But the other thing that's neat is you get to meet the other guys around the conference and around the country that you're about to be going through the same process yeah. with. And also guys that you've been watching on film for the last four years. And I get to see them and meet them in person for the first time. I get to meet the other Auburn offensive lineman that I've been watching for four years and we meet in person for the first time and just say, Hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, enjoy watching you play, you know, that, in those kind of conversations. So it's, um, you know, like we said, it's a, a unique process, but it was definitely fun. Something I enjoyed. Who did you go up against in individual drills? I'm seeing some of the clips on social media, one-on-one -on -one pass rush, uh, inside drill. Do you remember some of the defensive linemen or linebackers from that North team? Uh, I remember a few. I'm trying to remember exactly right. There was, um, you know, defense alignment. Phil Taylor went in the first round that I got to go up against. But it was more of the guys that were on my team that I kind of really stood out and remember. There was another guard who got drafted in the first round, Danny Watkins, who fizzled out after about three years. Uh, Lee Ziemba, a longtime yeah. Auburn offensive lineman, was there. Um, there was a center from South Southern Cal who was on the South team. Which, Christopher O'Dowd. Yeah. Got to meet him. So yeah, just interacting with some guys like that for the first time, Andy Dalton was actually on our team. Um, you know, who was going to be a future teammate. Um, he had a teammate of his, another center a guy named Jake Kirkpatrick who played a couple years and then he would actually come visit Andy in Cincinnati. And so, you know, we'd be able to interact with some of those guys. Um, Vaughn you know, Miller. Von Miller. Von, I'm looking at the roster right now. Von Miller was on that team. Kelvin Shepard, who's now like a big time coach for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. On that team as well. Um, so that was the biggest thing. And then, you know, we had uh, our coaching staff was an offensive line coach named Joe D'Alessandros, who was actually at Georgia Tech when I was coming out of high school, who tried to recruit me to Tech. So I had a little bit of a background with him. Um, so, you know, just those kind of, you know, you get in front of people, you talk yeah. to people, you meet with people and that's all the, 
the NFL is, is, you know, you get fired or cut in one job and your buddy or gets you hired at the next one. It's just a big old circle. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, the year when I played, it was the Minnesota Vikings were coaching the North team and the South team coaches were the Washington Redskins. So Mike Shanahan, dude, I'm looking at this roster right now. If you want to feel old, go thumb through your 2011 senior bowl roster. Mike Shanahan was the head coach of the South team. Offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. Quarterbacks coach was Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Tight ends coach was Sean McVay, okay? Obviously, everybody knows who Sean McVay is. I, and DB's coach was Raheem Morris. So you're looking at this coaching tree. I bet there was a uh, quality control. Mike McDaniel's probably on there, too. He absolutely was on there. Yeah. He absolutely was on there. So I remember vividly, because punters and kickers, my roommate was Randy Bullock, your longtime teammate for the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Hunters and kickers and snappers, we would all, North and South, team, just get on this little, you know, Ford van and drive over to the stadium before actual football practice started and just kick it around. One day, it was me and all the kickers and punters and McVeigh and McDaniel. Um, and McVeigh is like, you know, you played at Georgia. Where'd you go to high school? I'm like, Peachtree Ridge. I grew up at 20. Well, the guy went to Marist. So like you're talking. He's only a couple years older than us. I just remember that vividly because now he is obviously a Super Bowl winning head coach and um, you know, toying with the idea of going up into the broadcasting booth that for every single season. So it's just crazy the relationships let, you meet. Did they even let the specialists practice on the same field as the actual <laughs> players? I remember um, some scout was like chirping me because I was in his way. I was like, dude, get out of my face. You know, I have a little swagger and told him to dude, buddy, move it. Okay. You're watching greatness here. Um, he didn't really find that very funny, but no, I mean, like once practice started, we were out until a special teams period, that period happened. And like, we just went, we left. I mean, that's exactly what happened. That's senior bowl week for you, but it was fascinating. And I think the funniest thing too, is like the practices are all that matters. Um, the coaches aren't really looking to chop it up with kickers and punters speaking personally, but like midway through the week, everybody leaves. The agents are gone. The coaches are gone. The scouts are gone. And then you just hang out, play the game on TV and go home. So. Where did you train for the um, combine again? I was in Nashville. That's right. Up at D1 in Nashville. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Interesting senior bowl week. We'll see what happens. Warren McLennan looks pretty good. Um, I don't know if you saw the question Zach Klein asked him yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah. There's a time and a place. Probably wasn't there. I dude, I agree. Like he was in a good flow of questioning. He just didn't need to propose the question that way, especially after Warren was like, I'm seeing a psychiatrist. It was really tough. Like, you know, taking it day by day, then to throw in, what do you remember from that night? Well, what, what, that's my question. Just what, don't ask the question. How do you want him to answer that question? Do you want him to remember? Oh yeah. I remembered. I know that the, that's exactly the point. Like what was the expectation of the answer with that yeah. question? I think if I could defend Zach in any way, uh, which I'm not really trying to do, it's just like, he was in a good flow of conversation. Maybe he didn't ask it the way he wanted to. I don't know. I don't know. Just very awkward. I thought McClendon handled it very well. Uh, the, the, the answers to the questions were great, but when the guy goes down the path of being, know. You know, seeking therapy and the situation, you don't ask him to relive the traumatic experience for you and your self-righteous media tour that you're on. And it's so fresh, too. Like, this happened three – it's just – oh, man. Yeah, crazy, crazy for sure. Uh this morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. 
like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Good insight there on Senior Boy. We'll see what comes of it. I don't really blame. We talked about it last week. I don't blame Stetson for not going. Obviously, the timing of him getting arrested for public talks is not ideal, but uh, watch the game tape. Biggest moments, best competition, week in, week out the guy performed at the highest level. Uh, I think that's something interesting we need to discuss as well with you on the pod is that when you and I were both at Georgia, um, there were a lot of coaches on the coaching staff who are there right now. Most notably for you, Stacey Searles, the offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo at the time, who's now an analyst who may or may not be in the running for future offensive coordinator opening of Todd Munkin leaves, Brian McClendon, who's the wide receivers coach. I mean, these are guys that you were in the heat of battle with week after week. It's pretty cool to see them all end up back in Athens. Yeah. You know, like we talked about earlier is, you know, everything kind of comes full circle sometimes, uh, you know, I was excited when I saw coach Searles was going to be coming back. Um, and I know he's made a couple stops, but you know, I think he's a good coach. He pushes those guys. Um, and they played well this year. Um, you know, for the most part, they kept Stetson clean. I think it was less than 10 sacks. I remember seeing something like nine on the year, which is unbelievable to think about. And, just their overall production, I think they've been uh, they've been solid. Um, but I was excited to see Coach Searles back. But between uh, BMAC, Todd Hartley, both GAs when we were in school, Coach Bobo's back. Um, so, you know, you'll have to obviously wait and see what happens with Munkin. But, you know, you would figure you have an in-house option with Bobo if that's a direction you wanted to go, as well as BMAC, who has yeah. some OC, uh, you know, interim head coach experience. And, Maybe that's a direction that you want to go, or you can obviously go outside that uh, that circle. So you have plenty of options and plenty of talent that you're going to be able to play with. So, you know, obviously they would like to keep Munkin back and keep the status quo, I'm sure. But at the same time, I feel like they're ready to uh, to move on in the need event that they have to. Yeah. With that being said, do you think Munkin really wants to go back to the NFL? I mean, life seems pretty sweet in Athens. He'll probably get offered a pay raise. He's already getting paid $2 million. He's working with pretty much exclusively four and five stars, putting together a pretty sweet deal year after year for the Bulldogs. Now, I know recruiting. I know NIL. I know working for Kirby certainly has to be different. But I'm looking at this going, been there, done that. Like, I think he's happy in Athens, and I don't really see him leaving. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't answer that to what his personal situation is. I know personally, if I was a, call, uh, a football coach, I would rather work in the NFL though. Yeah. Um, the like you talked about the recruiting and NIL aspect that those coaches are, I, you know, whether maybe Munkin and my assumption would be maybe Munkin's just an on-campus recruiter. I doubt he's making the rounds to the high schools. Maybe he is for the top guys. Yeah. But at the same time, that's still going to wear you guys down. The fact that you just have to cater to these kids to get them to want to come play there, it would have to just be exhausting. Just the way that it, the it's structured now with the the money, the NIL, the the transfer portal, the recruiting. I mean, it just has to wear those guys down. Oh, it's you essentially truly only have a few weeks a year during a recruiting dead period where you're really just not working. 
Um, a few weeks, a few days. Yeah, few whatever, and whatever that recruiting non-dead period is, I mean, those that's probably truly your only time off. And for those NFL coaches, once the season's over, I mean, they, they check out, they unwind, Hell they go yeah. to the combine for a couple of days, watch their positions and they got them to do some pro days, but it's just, you know, you're, you're picking those guys. Yeah. It's different to pick guys <clears throat> versus recruiting guys. And um, I think that's just the biggest thing. It's got to, you know, so like for me personally, if I could be a college or NFL offense line coach, I'm picking NFL. I mean, ain't no doubt. I mean, that's that's obvious for all the reasons that you just explained. Did you see the Nick Saban comments uh, about some of the NIL demands that he was presented with from prospective student athletes? Paying $800,000. Can you get my girlfriend into law school? Uh, me and this guy are a package deal. And this is Nick Saban coming out and saying that. And, and from all of my work that I've done within NIL, like that is strictly illegal. Yet the NCAA is not doing anything to even think about enforcing a situation like that. Pay me 800 grand, get my girlfriend into law school. I mean, forget about the deal down at Florida where the kid was supposedly being offered 13 million over four years. Like Clint, that is crazy. And if Nick Saban can't wake up the troops to get them to fix this, Quite frankly, I don't know who can. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Monk and wanting to go to the NFL or college. <laughs> you just kind of answered your own question, maybe. I know. I um, know. Yeah, it's just a uh, – we, we've had a number of conversations about it. I've had conversations with other people. But it, the, the way that it's structured right now, the floodgates are open. It's the wild, wild west. And I just could not imagine being a coach in that situation just to say to go out there and recruit. I just can't imagine yeah. – Quest to ask, hey, I, I got this NIL deal. I got to dip out from meetings. I uh, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine the, the things that those guys have to put up with. Um, I, I can't imagine. I, I just, I remember so vividly you and I, um, you know, after a weekend, maybe in the off season, like waking up on that Sunday morning, checking the checking account, having, I don't know, 18 bucks in there and saying, dude, we can go to Rafferty's tonight. Sweet. And then like calling the parents up, Hey, can I get a hundred bucks to make it to the next scholarship check? And guess what you had to do? Like go drive and meet your parents. Cause Venmo didn't even exist. I'm aging us even more. I'm not saying that every student athlete is totally rolling in it right now, but times have changed, brother. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I had a gas card that my parents gave me or a credit card that was strictly for gas. And I remember going up and say, Hey, give me a uh, 20 on six and then buying my groceries in there. So it looked <laughs> like I was just getting gas. <laughs> 20 on six, large Gatorade blue, couple gummy bear packs. I mean, yeah, dude, that's yeah, just. Yeah, I was uh, buying eggs and milk at the, at the gas stations because I made it look like I was just filling up the car. Oh, um, man, so classic. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have loved to have been able to do a little marketing appearance for uh, a little bit of walking around money. Um, dude, let me tell you, you would have demanded serious NIL dollars. I know you're. I would have. Uh, I, I would have tweeted. I would have been uh, <laughs> locked in on social media. If they asked me for tweets back then, I would have been firing them off left <laughs> and right. Hell yeah, dude. You know, smoke them if you got them. That's what people say. Yeah. All right, before I let you go, let's talk about the NFL playoffs. Uh, full disclosure Clint Bowling has been red hot, scorching red hot. Throughout the entire 2022 NFL playoffs, your former team, the Cincinnati Bengals, came up just short in the AFC Championship game last Sunday. The matchup is set for Super Bowl 57. It's the Eagles. It's the Chiefs, the two number one seeds heading into the playoffs. They're kicking it off next Sunday in Glendale, Arizona. Right now, Eagles are a one-point favorite. The total sitting at 50. 
with you being an offensive lineman, dude, looking at that Eagles pass rush, it is something serious. Yeah, I, I, you know, the Eagles on both sides of the ball, you know, top, maybe if not the best offensive line in the NFL and obviously one of the best D lines in the NFL. I mean, that's where the way their team's built is, uh, is up front um, with a couple playmakers on the outside, talented group. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely been a fun playoff to watch. Last weekend was a little disappointing, uh, just the way that, you know, between the first game and then the way the second one ended, uh, you know, you just obviously don't want the refs to be a storyline and, the, you know, they ended up being it. But the Bengals still have plenty of chances to win that game. But, um, you know, it'll be a question just to see how the Chiefs, uh, you know, if they're healthy, if they're going to have a running back playing receiver again next week. I know. Uh, I'll take the Eagles again. But you got to figure those guys are going to be back. They got two weeks off, or, you know, two weeks before they play. They're going to get healthy. Um but overall, I think, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I'll probably like the Eagles in the matchup in some form. Um, and uh, I haven't I haven't committed myself to any picks yet, and I'm going to leave that open right now. Yeah, you need time to get in the lab, let these kind of storylines play out through this week, see who gets healthy. The Chiefs, like you said, dealing with tons of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. How will Mahomes' ankle look? Granted, he put up a pretty valiant effort last week against the Bengals. Um, but I can't get past Philly's offensive and defensive lines. Like, they are – for real and if you're watching that front seven uh you got to be thinking kansas city's got to scheme something up to make sure patrick mahomes doesn't take that many shots it should be a great super bowl though i think it'll definitely be great i would lean towards the under right now too 50 points that seems pretty high yeah uh you know the success i've had recently and we've talked about too is the uh is the first half bet and uh, the one that i am liking is the eagles in the first half I think uh, I think they'll be coming out ready to play again. Um, yeah, they're like fifteen be prob- three and one this season in the first half. So that'll be uh, one that I'll probably. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it's that's ninety nine right now. I haven't officially put any picks in, but I do like that pick. Um, no feel on the uh, on the total. Uh, I would lean under though, just because those those defenses are fired up, just like their offenses are, yeah. and those guys are going to be coming up fired up. So. I would, uh, I could see a lower scoring game, tougher to score points, but at the same time, you know, you're going to get some big plays in the game. So um, I do personally like the Eagles in that matchup, but we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. You know, you're a noted foodie. You're great on the grill. Um, You're really good at smoking the meats, barbecue. You and I last Sunday for the NFC championship game, we went to Clay's sports cafe in Sandy Springs um, often on the top wings in Atlanta lists. Um, give me the rundown. We ordered 50 wings. We had another buddy there with us. We tried a lot of different flavors. Um, you know, if anybody's listening out there and they've been to Clay's, please chime in at punt and pass at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Let's hear it from the king. What did you think? Uh, they were good chicken wings. Uh, you know, being in Peachtree Corners, we had a little bit of a drive to that Roswell Road area. Um, you know, if I was close by, I definitely uh, would probably be my spot. I'm not going to go out of my way to get there. Um, but at the same time, they're good chicken wings. Uh, the the hot honey mustard kind of snuck up and was one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed that one. And the hot lemon pepper. Big fans of both of them. You know, I thought the size and the texture of the wings was really what set them apart. <laughs> in this environment, in this inflationary environment right now, you go to some establishments and the chicken wings come out looking like toothpicks. That's just not okay, especially for what they're charging you. Um, We got what we paid for from a chicken perspective at Clay. So I have to give them a lot of love there. Hot honey mustard was a phenomenal flavor. Don't see it very often on menus. We dove into that. 
creamy, spicy, really love the flavor there. Uh, the environment, though, we went there to watch a game. Not the best environment to post up and watch a football game, as you might expect from like a Taco Mac or something. Um, but the wings were good. I said 7.7 out of 10. Don't know if I'd go rushing back. If I'm in the area, absolutely, I'd get those wings. Um, yeah, like you since said. Since I was with you, I enjoyed my time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere, not a place to watch a football game. Shout out our waitress who recommended the jalapeno poppers that were made with cheddar cheese instead of cream cheese. They yes. were spicy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had, she had a little bit of personality too. She uh, she's Boston clean around. Oh uh, yeah, she had a little banter. Um, but you know, fun experience. Got to hang out with some buddies, chicken wings, beer, and uh, football. It's good time. What's on the menu for Super Bowl week? Uh, you'll be skiing next week, but you'll be back in town for the big game. What are you gonna do? Like, what's the spread look like at the bowling house? You're gonna go to a party. Um, you're gonna dip into some cocktails, beer, wine. Like, I need the full spread. Then I'll let you go. Um, it's probably gonna be pretty tame. I'm gonna be getting in late Saturday from a ski trip with the family. I'm gonna be a little tired. Um, where it's Sunday is just gonna be kind of a relaxed, chill day. Probably a takeout situation. If we're being honest, I'm not okay. gonna be able to be up for uh, for cooking anything, and just probably sitting on my own couch watching it there. Uh, getting awesome. back from a trip, the last thing I want to do is hang out with anybody. <laughs> So I'm not invited. Is that what you're saying? No, there's a pretty good chance we won't be hanging out. Okay. Well, you know, in that case, I'll see you on the golf course this weekend. I will be taking your money. You said you have to get to the range to hit some balls, work out some kinks with the driver. It's funny. You've been trying to work out these kinks for a couple of years now. It gets a little squirrely sometimes. You need to dial that in. The sun is shining. It's right around that time of year, February. We're going to catch some warmer days for sure. Um, the Masters is just around the corner. It's exciting time. You need to get that golf game right. Yeah, you know, I'm a. Uh, I, I have the same capabilities as you. I can go low at the same time, but I'm also <laughs> a lot more volatile. My high scores are a lot higher than yours. Okay, I will say that you do have the capability to take it low, uh, and with the handicap that you carry, it is dangerous at times. I do know when to pick my spots with you. No, Clint can't get off the tee. Hey, let's go play a little money game. Uh, when Clint's been firing in the 70s, I'll stay away. So I pick my spots. Yes, you have worked your way into becoming a dangerous golfer, but we got to limit those high scores. The high yeah, score variance is not ideal uh, for your wallet. That's a fact. Yeah, they creep in a lot. So it happens to everybody, which All I right, could say it didn't happen to me, but it does. Well, go hit the range, uh, work it out. Put, post a video on, on Twitter, at CBowling60. Post a little swing vid, get the public to chime in there, see what they can offer you from an advice perspective. Uh, maybe they can shave a few strokes off your game. I only uh, tweet for paid tweets. So if you okay, want okay. to promote me being on the podcast, I'm going to need a little bit of cash. Maybe uh, you could buy me a drink, something like that. I said I offered you a cocktail. I offered Thanks. you a cocktail as an appearance fee. Uh, yeah. So we'll get that situated. I'll put the contract in front of you. We can sign it, protect both parties, and go from there. That's your first NIL deal. Does that sound good? Sounds good. I'll be uh, I'll be on punt and pass when Drew doesn't have a guest the next time. <laughs> I love it. Clint Bowling, everybody. Georgia, great. All SEC first teamer. Fourth round draft pick. Eight-year NFL vet with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and truly one of a kind, the most recurring guest as a host on punt and pass, you know, like how on Saturday night live, they give people awards when they hit their fifth time guest hosting. Um, you're there, brother, you are in rarefied air. So we appreciate you. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram punt and I am at drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram, and he's at C bowling 60 
if you want to chime in with the big guy on the social medias. Appreciate everybody listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week with a sweet little Super Bowl preview. We will talk to you then. See ya. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.